And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. John Vance. And Pastor Vance, it's an honor to have you on with us today. I'm glad to be with you and with the listeners. This coming Monday is Labor Day here in the States. It's kind of a neat holiday as we think about our labor and all that goes along with that. Sometimes morning rolls around and it may be a little hard jumping out of bed and going to the grind, as it were. It's it's not always easy. Work is difficult many times. Even this morning, I was working on um, an outage and had to deal with a transmitter and all of that. So it's um, it can be challenging at times. So, Pastor Vance, maybe you can get us started and looking at labor and maybe even from a historical perspective. Well, the interesting thing about uh, labor is that the Bible has a great deal uh, to speak about labor. You know, uh, not only were our first parents, Adam and Eve, uh, given a job uh, uh, after the fall to take care of things, and uh, of course we have the cultural mandate in the Bible that God gave them when he created that they were to take care of the earth and subdue it and so forth. It doesn't mean to exploit it, but it means to take care of it and and uh, bring order to it. Uh, so we have that from the very beginning. And then, of course, in the Ten Commandments, uh, we have the day of rest. And then uh, the scripture says you shall work six days. Uh, so the ordinary work uh, uh, day world is part of our, uh, if you will, uh, creation. And it's also part of our makeup. It's good for us to work and to fulfill our lives through work and vocation. So, yes, uh, uh, we have this very much from the Bible, and, uh, and it's, it's in the warp and woof of the Scriptures all the way through. Uh, Paul says, uh, whatsoever your hands find to do, do it. And he himself was a tent maker. He, he worked with his hands uh, to support himself. Of course, he got gifts from his churches and so forth, and others, he was very thankful. But on the other hand, he, he really went about as an itinerant working and, and thought it was a good thing. Yeah, I sometimes forget about that. Paul was very familiar with hard work, so he was a tent maker. Yes, tent making. Uh, and by the way, he walked wherever he went for the most part. He did ride ships, of course, when he went across the sea, but he did a lot of walking. <clears throat> there's an early, excuse me, there's an early... Uh, description of Paul by one of his uh, followers who had great admiration for him. He had, had seen him and, and so forth, and we haven't left, that Paul was a, a short man, uh, uh, a wiry-looking. Uh, his, his eyebrows were so heavy that they almost met, uh, but he was, he was uh, a hard, uh, conditioned uh, person who, who, who labored with his hands and walked almost everywhere where he went to spread the gospel. Uh, but he said at the end that he had the the uh, look of an angel on his face. <laughs> so uh, this was an admirer, and uh, but he was a man who who supported himself through his own uh, work. Yeah. Well, um, Monday is Labor Day, and I'm glad you started us off by thinking about this cultural mandate and how we are to care for the earth, not destroy it, but bring order to it in a productive way. And I also like the balance you brought, Pastor Vance, of having a day of rest. And sometimes that's a bit challenging 
depending on what kind of work you're involved in. I'm thinking of um, an emergency room nurse who gets called in at various hours to cover for others. I know when our Rachel was in nursing, it was 12-hour days, and sometimes something urgent came up, and she had to she had to go tend to caring for people, and it was hard work, and it may have been on the Lord's Day. And so it's, it's not always a clean, if you will, uh, solution where you can clearly take a day off, Sunday I'm thinking of. And um, the way Deb and I work it is um, with Redeemer, we go to church in the morning, and um, we'll get some food after church. But then we have some recordings we have to tend to, recordings that we didn't have time to do during the week, and they seemingly always get pushed off to Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's the Lord's work, but it's still it's still work. So uh, sometimes it's not so easy to have a full day of rest. But anyway, I'm rambling. Let's talk some more about Labor Day. Uh, what else comes to your mind, Pastor Vance? Well, there's quite a shift. You know, Labor Day is not uh, a traditional holiday as such. It's probably around 100 years old. Uh, we, we, we started Labor Day here in this country. Uh, I don't know whether you've ever heard of the Haymaker uh, riot in Chicago. I, I don't recall when it was. It was maybe, uh, I'm just taking a guess or feel for it, probably around 1878, 80, somewhere. Anyway, there was a, a labor unrest in Chicago, and uh, people were killed and policemen were killed. Uh, that was quite famous, the, the Haymaker uh, mm. Plaza or whatever it was there in Chicago. Uh, they went on strike, but it got out of hand. And we had a lot of labor unrest in this country. But it was at the end of the, uh, I think in the 90s, 1890s, uh, Labor Day was started, and I think the president signed it. But not every, a number of states had a Labor Day, but for the national park, it was about 1895, maybe something like that, that we've been observing it. Uh Labor Day uh, is, is celebrated in Europe, but it's May Day, and it's much more political than ours. And, of course, it's associated with the Communist Revolution, too. Uh, but the, the uh, May 1 in Europe is quite political, as our Labor Days have not been. And mm-hmm. it's a place for rest for everyone and to recognize truly a person's labor, that it's not in vain in the Lord. And it has a great deal of, of Christian uh uh, components to it uh, in a real sense that labor is important and so forth. So, and it kind of ends the summer, if you will, you know, and, and, and starts the fall and football season. It's, it, we're in the swing of it uh, at this point. But yes, Labor Day is an important marker and has been for well over 100 years uh, in our country, for about 120 years, 25 years. Well, you covered a lot right there. And one I wanted to focus on and just pick out that you mentioned was. The truth that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. We have different labors, <laughs> if, if you will. The stuff that I do is different than you, and and different than what um, our our sons and daughters do. And so, um, I like to think that God has given us these tasks, and they really are holy unto Him, aren't they? Yes, they are, and, and it has not always been the case. Uh, historically, the early church uh, recognized, of course, that we were all called to be holy. We were called 
to associate with our Lord Jesus Christ, to come to faith in him and to receive him uh, uh, in a personal way. And they knew that we were called to a holy life. Uh, but there, there was a distinction that was made in the early church that continued into the Middle Ages, probably that was not healthy and, and does not uh, represent the Scripture in its entirety. And that is that they made a difference between a professional a class, uh, particularly priests and kings and bishops, that were called, uh, they had a vocation, a calling, uh, or to the monastery, for instance, to a particularly religious life, and everyone else was kind of left out. And so they had an understanding, uh, they, they had a kind of a two-tier system. They made a, a strong distinction between the professional clergy, the monastic life, uh, and so forth, and the ordinary workaday world, and it was uneven. They were particularly holy due to their calling and, and, and station in life. Uh, in the Middle Ages, and so they made a strong distinction between uh, the priest and the lay people. Uh, and it was not until the Reformation where Luther, of course, understood that we were all uh, saved by grace through faith, and that our, none of ourselves and the gift of God, we were all called to be holy and to live a sanctified life as best as possible through the Spirit, and that we are a kingdom of priests, all of us. And so whether we are in our workaday world, or uh, we're laboring in a church. I, I, I labored in a church for how many years? Forty some, forty-five years. Uh, and I'm no more, uh, in, in one sense, holy or privileged than the person who was uh, 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 cleaning around the church, or or doing Sunday school, or uh, just sitting in the pew uh, if they had a calling. So all work became important after the Reformation. Everything that you do is a vocation and a calling. Yeah. Not just for the elite few. Yeah. I think there was a tendency um, when I was a boy, uh, at least in the circles I was acquainted with, to say, well, if you're called to be a pastor or a missionary, that's that's far more important than anything else. And I, I don't think that was correct. It was like a... Overemphasis. It was well intended for sure, and we needed pastors and missionaries. Um, but it it didn't capture all of life. It seems uh, because most people are not a pastor, and most people are not quote unquote professional missionaries. So um, it, it's easy to fall into a trap. Yet on the other hand, it's the the trap is there for for those who only think about work and making money and have no heart for the Lord, have no heart for the church and giving to missions and supporting their pastor. And so there there really is a balance. Uh, today we're talking about Labor Day. Our guest and friend is Pastor John Vance, also a board member here at Redeemer. One of the theologians, Pastor Vance, talked about spheres of work, and that helped me to think of it that way, that God gives us spheres that we're responsible for. And so um, let's continue talking about um, the faith outside the four walls of the church, if you will. <laughs> and, well, it, it was uh, in the Calvinistic tradition in particular that made uh, such a, 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 even beyond Luther, made such a, a, a strong uh, pitch, if you will, or or a theological understanding of 
work that included uh, everyone. Yeah. That it is important. As a matter of fact, your work, your vocation, the word vocation means calling. And, and Calvin, particularly through his children, the Puritans, understood vocation that everyone has one, not just the minister, not just the uh, uh, professional or, or the monastic or mm. whatever. Uh, everyone, not just the missionary, everyone has a vocation, a calling from God that is important and is to contribute to the original cultural mandate as an order in life, and mm. whether it's spheres, uh, such as the political sphere or the educational sphere or the sphere of the church or whatever, uh, we are all called and sanctified to serve the Lord through our vocation or work. And maybe the greatest work that we have as parents is to support our children and to raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Yes, uh, yes. We have forgotten how important it is to raise children in many quarters in this country, and we're paying a terrible price for it. But the Puritans saw, for instance, the mother's role as as nurturing as an extremely important part. You know the uh, that poem. What is it? The the hand that rocks the pe- yeah. cradle and rules the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, every activity uh, is sanctified in the Lord and contributes uh, to the original mandate to bring order to the world and to and to uh, it, it, uh, and to work in life. So. Uh, it, we really have to thank the Puritans for establishing mm. the work ethic in America that made America prosper uh, so much. It's called often a Protestant work ethic, but it comes from the Puritans who were Protestants. You remind me of um, uh, a dynamic here in our home. Uh, we often have grandchildren coming in, and Deb, being the good homeschool mom that she was and still is a grandmom, um, she spends a lot of time with these kids as they come over, and she'll read to them, take them outside, get exercise, and um, do do popsicles, make popsicles for them, and and blow bubbles, and get all kinds of neat stuff. And one of the things that kids love to do is dig in a dirt pile. We got mm-hmm. a big dirt pile out in our lawn, and mm-hmm. they just love that. And and another thing they love is playing with their Play-Doh and creating things. And so uh, this is a real ministry for moms, for grandmoms, as well as dads and granddads to be with these children and grandchildren. Uh, The dads sometimes are away for a whole day, and the mom carries a tremendous load. Yes, Um, yes. You know, for, for those that have that structure in their homes, and it's easy to forget how important her role is she is affecting the future of the world by Absolutely. Ra- raising these children i think that is your point so i appreciate you bringing that yes, up yes it is well it's also important to be remember uh, to to remember that to be a father uh, is a calling as well and we have a crisis of, of fatherhood uh, in our country a lot of the of the uh, lawlessness you see is yes. not a father in the home uh, that when you, uh, you're called to be married and to live in that state, uh, that's a vocation as well. It's given to some, uh, 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 not to be married, of course. Paul talks about that. But for the ordinary person, we're called to be married and to have children and to be a father. Let's, let's yes. talk about the role of a father. Uh, uh, young males, particularly growing up without a father, uh, have no model uh, a role model to what it means to be a man, for instance, or it affects the, the, the young women too. 
uh, young women, uh, young girls and women are far more promiscuous, for instance, without the uh, father in the home. Yes, I believe uh, so. That's true. And it, it creates all kinds of problems. And, and it's, at the Reformation, you were called to be, to ser- serve the Lord by serving your family and also through your vocation. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who wrote a good book called Proexistence. And he, he was talking about, we're all not going to have meaningful work, for instance. Uh, someone may have very meaningful work at, sometimes in their life. By the way, we do, in our present world, uh, have many vocations through life as far as work goes. Uh, and uh, uh, that, that's, that's important. something that's important, too, to consider. But the, 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 you may not have, you may be screwing a bolt on an assembly line. But uh, my friend Udo Middleman uh, reminded uh, us in the book that you're doing that for the glory of God and to support your family, and you can make a vocation, a meaningful thing out of it. Uh, we may not all have the most significant work uh, in, in the world as far as the world is concerned, but all of our activities in a real sense, our whole life is a calling from God, and we live before him, uh, as Luther said, quorum Deo, before the face of God. And when you realize that and how important our activities and work are and our vocation and calling and station in life, uh, it, it makes for a healthy society. But we are losing that. We have lost it in yeah. many quarters. And look what's happening in our society. Yeah. Right now, we're um, it, it's difficult um, for people who want to get work done around their home, and they don't have the skills to do it themselves. And so they need to hire a carpenter or a plumber or electrician or a professional landscaper to put in lawn, whatever. It's very hard now to find people that want to work. Um, And this kind of wraps back to some of the governmental issues that we're presently learning that um, people are handed out, they're rewarded basically, money, um, without having to work. And I see that as a great evil in the land. Dan, our government has destroyed, helped destroy the work ethic yeah. by the handouts. Uh, we were not meant uh, not to work. It's not healthy psychologically, uh, uh, in your relationships, uh, and it's not healthy for society. No. And this undermining of our entire social fabric uh, uh, is, is through the government and, and, and the giveaways. Uh, we can't even find young people, uh, for instance, today to work uh, in, in some of the traditional capacities. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I delivered newspapers. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our friends worked in restaurants as dishwashers uh, or whatever through college. We did waited on tables. We did all kinds of things. That's but, right. Uh, I hear from sin, they don't pay enough money. Well, uh, you, you know, uh, in my day, the, the philosophy was root hog or die, if you know that phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, uh, there is so much uh, floating around in terms of uh, free government money that it, it's it's undermining our way of life and making people soft. We were not called to softness, necessarily. No, no. And we're not called not to suffer sometimes and not to sweat. As a matter of fact, the original mandate in the garden was that you shall earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. Yes. You shall have children through travail. Yes. Uh, but this makes for character and good people and thankful people, and it also makes for people who seek the face of God. 
through his grace. I'm thinking of someone, and I heard about this um, not directly, but my I think our son mentioned it to Debbie, who mentioned it to me. Um, there was a young man who grew up, and he was about the age of our son, Tim. And uh, in high school, he he worked very hard, and he um, created things. He liked to do construction. And it was told to me that the kids would make fun of him. You know, <laughs> here's this kid. He's being made fun of. Well, wouldn't you know, now this young man... He's got more work than he can shake a stick at. He does He does carpentry. Um, he also volunteers at the fire department. He also does a part-time as, as, a, as a police um, in the town. I mean, he's always doing something, and he's always in demand. I mean, you can't – if I were to say, okay, I got this construction project, I might be able to get him uh, one, two years out. <laughs> he's just he's just sought after, and it's a wonderful thing to see when a young man applies himself and says, "You know what? I'm not going to let these other kids mocking me and making fun of me as they diddle around on their smartphones. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work hard and produce." And that was his mindset. And what a what a beautiful thing to see that the things that he can create. He helped. Our son, Tim, um, remodel his home and do a massive addition to his home. And his work was top-notch. It was really cool to see. And there's a great reward in, in, in what you're saying, the <laughs> yeah. reward of self-fulfillment. People don't understand the psychological importance true. for your human development and, and happiness uh, to be engaged in, in the honest, good work. Amen. Amen. Well, let's uh, wrap this up. We've got a couple of minutes left. Our special guest today is Dr. John Vance, and maybe you can give us something to think about as we go into uh, tomorrow, the Lord's Day, and then Monday, Labor Day. Well, I do, I do have uh, something I read earlier in the week. It's called the World Value Survey, and they're pointing out that around the world, uh, uh, religious people are dropping out of their churches and their institutions and becoming more secular. Uh. And in, in the 70s in America, let's talk about Christianity. This is happening in other religions worldwide, and this, happening, and this is happening worldwide, not just in America. Um, there is a relationship, uh, the survey points out, between the kind of work that you do and, and whether you are, uh, if you will, devout in your faith in Christ, let's say, for instance, in our context. Uh, it points out that in the seven, uh, uh, historically, church membership in America has been around 70% uh, all, all through, up through until, uh, and it began to fall off precipitously in uh, around 2000 mm. uh, and, and after, and we're down to 46%. And um, I can see this even here in this rural area where you would think most people would go to church, yeah. but I was having my car worked on by our local mechanic and uh, uh, he said to, uh, to my wife uh, in particular, he said, uh, well, nobody goes to church anymore. Aww. Well, it's true. Our churches have fallen off. Yeah. Uh, and this survey relates this to uh, AI, believe it or not, and, and this increasing technology. And all around the world where AI is doing work for us and technology, uh, it is creating a more secular society. Mm. And they they don't know all the reasons for it, but they know the association. 
so it is an amazing thing to watch what's happening uh, in our world today. This didn't happen when we had uh, uh, big turnovers in automation, for instance, uh, around the turn of the 19th century when Henry Ford revolutionized the workplace in America and mm-hmm. others like him or the Industrial Revolution. Uh, but it has happened uh, since 2000, particularly with its tremendous increase in high technology, which most people are removed from it, and AI, which will do work for us mm. uh, in many ways. And so it, it means that, that uh, uh, it's affecting our understanding of work, and, it's, uh, and since that's affecting our understanding of work and what it means to have a vocation, it is also affecting our spiritual life. So that's something to watch for the future. It really is. And it's a nice note to end on, to, to kind of put us on guard. And we want to work hard. We want to worship faithfully. We want to love God and love others. Our guest today has been Dr. John Vance. Did I cover it all, Pastor Vance, or is there something else you want to add? No, I think so, except, except uh, we need the spirit of the Puritans. Oh yes. What what we do, what we do is important, and and we need more young people uh, to turn to politics, for instance, and run for office. That truly are good people in heart and life who want to serve the Lord. That's the way to serve the Lord. Uh, Our 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 judicial system is in a mess because we don't have enough good people with true uh, wisdom and and goodness in their soul to judge rightly. Uh, We 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 need people too in the church to continue to serve the Lord through the church, that the church might prosper. Mm. In many quarters, our churches are hurting. Uh, maybe not in the big super churches, but in a lot of our little churches that I attend yes. to go to. Yes. So we pray God will raise up people to have a true sense of vocation and the importance of work and how godly it is uh, to do what your hands find to do. Amen. Amen. Dr. John Vance, I want to thank you, my dear brother, for joining us today and We pray God's blessing upon you. Thank you. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.